you know, I just kept plowing through and saying, well, I just, you know, I'm working out too hard or I'm, you know, there's too much going on at work. Um, and so I just, I just need to sleep more. So it was, it was kind of ignoring those first symptoms until they progressed into what I was diagnosed with, which was ulcerative colitis. Hello and welcome to the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. We bring you interviews from people who have conquered the trickiest of health challenges using the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition philosophy and similar healing modalities. You're going to hear from experts who have been through the ringer with their health issues and yet managed to come out on the other side. If you're interested in natural healing and or functional medicine, congrats, you are in the right place. You can always visit us at functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com, but for now, here is today's episode. All right, hello my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. My name is Evan Transu, aka Detective Ev, and I will be your host for today's show, episode number 305 of the Health Detective Podcast. If you listened recently and were saying, didn't this guy just say 306, so how are we going back in time? Um, that would be because I am nothing without my wonderful scheduler, manager, guest dealer with person Tracy Williams. She covers like everything for me here other than the lives itself. Um, and so I forgot to, you know, get her wise counsel for where we were at in the episode. So this is the real uh, 305. And um, thank you guys for bearing with us today as we got on here. We'll be good to go in just a second and then we'll uh, let everyone kind of catch up with the live thing. Um, Tracy, I know you're hanging out in the background. I'm not going to bring you in. Don't worry, but we might need to they might want to send an email blast out um, with the updated one here just to be safe if that's okay. So now we have the new YouTube link. It'll be under live and they can send that there. We will just get right into it. Thanks, Tracy. All right. Uh, we have our guest, Wendy Handy, today. Wendy is a go-getter entrepreneur, type A energy. She's passionate about helping others on their self-healing journey with the help of a reliable FDN practitioner. Wendy, despite the occasional hiccups from her unstoppable drive, swears by the mantra, you are not stuck with your diagnosis. Spare time for her is spent with her hubby of 27 years, their two pint-sized rescue pups, and some good old quality time with her mom. Wendy, thanks for bearing with us through the technical difficulties today. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. And technical, that's that's all part of it, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good to have another a fellow uh you know, type A person because we kind of, it's not that I operate best during it, but I'm just like, it's all good. Like we yeah. got it. Let's go. Okay. And then uh, you end up having some fun energy going into the <laughs> podcast itself. So one of the topics that we're going to focus on today um, is, is a topic that kind of naturally comes up in most of the episodes, but I, I wanted to focus on it a little more because uh, you brought it up as one of your preferred topics. And I think this is something that's so powerful for people. So we will jump into, you know, not ignoring symptoms, under understanding your body and really listening to it, which can be particularly hard for the people like us that are go, go, go all the time. Sometimes there is no time or we don't allow time, I should say, in our day to actually feel uh, what we're experiencing. Uh, I'm sure we'll get to that naturally in your story. But before we get to that directly, um, I'd love to ask the question that we always ask on this show to get rolling. And that is, what did your health symptoms look like when they started? Um, and when did they start? Yeah, so my story is a little bit unique in that it started a long time ago, long before I ever got involved with FDN. And, and, and long before I decided to do this as a career. And it started my symptoms being that type A. Uh, I don't know that I necessarily listened to them. 
Um, what I will say is that they started with fatigue in the afternoons and not feeling refreshed when I woke up in the morning. Um, I was doing, I was running marathons. I was eating what I thought was a healthy diet for me, which was vegetarian, sometimes vegan. Um, but you know, getting up at four 30 in the morning, working out, getting training for that marathon, trying to qualify for the Boston marathon, which I did. Um, but never got to run it because of my illness. <laughs> so that's a whole nother story. But um, yeah, and, and also uh, the stress of being in real estate at that time. So I was selling real estate. It's a stressful job. So I had a lot of stressors, but you know, I just kept plowing through and saying, well, I just, you know, I'm working out too hard or I'm, you know, there's too much going on at work. Um, and so I just, I just need to sleep more. So it was, it was kind of ignoring those first symptoms until they progressed into what I was diagnosed with, which was ulcerative colitis. Okay. That was the first thing that finally got you. Hey, wake up call. I'm paying attention now. What's going on here? Yeah. And, and, and back up a little bit. I didn't really pay attention either. I kind of ignored those and said, well, I can do this on my own. I just need to, to dial back my diet. I just need to clean it up. So, I mean, I, I was eating um, just white rice and um, vegetable broth. Mm -hmm. That was it. I thought if I just get rid of all the bad stuff, then, um, you know, then I'll be fine. Well, let's cover that for a second, because that's interesting that you immediately started shifting the dietary things. Did you already have an awareness of the more natural medicine side? Or do you mean when you say bad stuff, was it things that triggered um, the UC? Like, did you know anything about these these natural modalities at the time? I'm just curious how you knew immediately to shift your diet, because, of course, I mean, Wendy, there's plenty of people that will get these diagnoses. They don't change anything, to be honest. Right, right. And I think more than that, it was just that I'm I'm that person that like a dog with a bone. Okay. So when I, when something, when I want to learn something or I want to find something out, I'm, I'm on it until I find answers. And that's what I was finding out was that sometimes foods like, you know, um, different alcohols, one of them, caffeine's another one, coffee that can trigger these things. And so that's kind of what I did is I went on my research mode and, and, um, and kind of discovered that myself. Um, and, and back up a little bit too. uh, one of the things that, that I, um, and that kind of guided me towards the diet thing was I was at a, um, uh, not a conference, but more of a workshop mm -hmm. down in South Florida. And, um, I got, I was at the time, like I said, I was eating vegetarian, vegan. So it was, I went out to dinner by myself and just had a salad and, um, and water. So who knows I, it was, it was probably tap water, but, uh, that night, about six hours later, I got a gastro issue and it, it lasted for the entire, I never made it to the workshop. So I was sick the whole time in the hotel. I barely made it back home. And, you know, I thought, Hmm, I got some sort of a bug or something. So that's why I cleaned everything up and thought, okay, if I just stop eating, <laughs> stop eating anything that could trigger it, then, then it'll, um, it'll subside, but it didn't. I got you. The type A personality profile, because it's so common in our clients and it's, let's say type A, type B is roughly 50% and 50% of the population, um, which I guess is accurate. The FDN population, the functional medicine practitioner population is so overrepresented with these people that self-identify as go, 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 go. Um, and there's a variety of reasons for that that are, are kind of obvious. One, I think we'd be more subject to dealing with health issues first, because if you're adding on the stress of 
like our personality is the stressor in a sense. So if you're dealing with the personality and all the things that everyone is subject to in today's world, food, water, whatever, um, of course that person is going to get sick first. But then also interestingly, I think um, the unique gift of, there's there's many unique gifts of each personality type, but one of the unique gifts of the type A thing is, <clears throat> like you said, when you figure out something, now you want to go all in on that. Um, and I actually noted in the notes, so uh, you graduated in just five months, which nowadays is incredibly impressive because the way the course is structured, like I think the fastest one right now is like four and a half. So whether you realize it or not, you're up there with some of the fastest to do it. Um, and I had a great time when I went through it as well. So it's kind of funny. It's like we we make the obsession fixing the health, which needs to be balanced in and of itself. But um, sometimes we can make the best practitioners too, because we'll keep yeah. learning and learning. So Obviously, I'm guessing you came to a point when you realized just restricting everything is not going to work either, especially you needed fuel. I mean, if you're putting out a lot of energy, you need to be intaking a lot of energy. So what was the next step in the realizations for you where you kind of said, okay, well, now this isn't working. I need to go do a next step. Yeah. So actually, my next step was I I actually did go to my GI doctor or my doctor who sent me to a GI doctor. And of course they did the colonoscopy and said, oh yeah, your colon is full of ulcers. You have, you know, full on ulcerative colitis and here's the medication that you need to take. And it was of course an immune suppressant. And the first one didn't make me feel so bad, but it didn't work. So she put me on another one and I was on two, two immune suppressants. And I felt like, I just felt like crap. I, you know, it, I felt worse from the medication than I did from having this ulcerative colitis. And then um, she had me on a, an infusion where every two months I would go in and have an infusion. And it was, um, I don't even remember the name of it now, but it was, it was um, something that, you know, they give you Benadryl first, so you don't have a reaction. And then you sit there for two hours or two and a half hours and have this. And, and for about three or four days later, I felt awful. I mean, I, I was falling asleep at the wheel almost in the middle of the day. It was, it was so awful. And so then I went up to the, uh, to the Mayo clinic and, and saw a gastroenterologist up there. And he asked me, he said, why are you on so many immune suppressants? And I said, I don't know. That's the doctor here told me to, I'm just trying to follow directions. And, um, yeah. So he said, well, first of all, you got to get off of all of those. And, um, and, and, but you are going to have to be on something for the rest of your life. And when I asked the question, and I asked this question to, to both doctors and also my, my, um, just my regular GP, and I said, so why did I get this? What, I mean, was it the, the, the gastro episode that I had down in South Florida or, or what was it? And the answer that I got didn't sit well with me. It was, we don't know what causes it. It could be hereditary but we don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll have to be on this medication and you're just going to have it for the rest of your life. And I thought, you know, my gut <laughs> told me that's not true. I, I don't believe that. So that's when I started to seek out the functional medicine side of things. Cause I just knew in my heart of hearts, I knew this wasn't my destiny. Wendy, I don't know if you've ever um, had the chance to listen to the show or ever wanted to. No worries either way. But one of my favorite questions, um, which you actually already answered it before I could get to it, is I I try to get to this moment where people really shift. And I mean, they shift from the standard paradigm 
of Western medicine, which actually, guys, is logical. You know, if you haven't experienced this stuff, the logical thing to do would be go to the Mayo Clinic. I mean, you got the pinnacle right there. That That's logical. You almost have to have these experiences to start thinking outside of the box. But I'm always curious, how does someone do that? Because if we can figure that out, one, I think we can give that to more people. That's a blessing because I've seen people, including family members um, who were very intelligent people that took their diagnosis to the grave. And what I mean is, you know, it might be a cancer. They were unwilling and did not know that they should change anything dietary wise. They, they refused to accept this. And, you know, you could put in your two cents as a family member, but they want to hear that from their doctor and they're not hearing that. And um, they took this to their grave. It's something that, you know, killed them. Now, in this case, you mentioned, you know, hey, you felt this in your gut. You just knew. Um, and what's so funny about that wording is out of the 305 episodes that we've done, if 250 have been interviews versus solo episodes, without exaggeration, 90% of the people that have ever answered that question have said something along the lines of, I just knew it was a gut feeling. It was an intuition for some people, you know, whether or not someone resonates with this or not is fine, but it was my higher power. And I'm like, how, how do I replicate that for someone else? I don't know. Um, but I, I find it, profound what percentage of people have that. And that's what happened to me. I got the seventh diagnosis and I said, this doesn't make sense. This was at 18. Who the hell am I at 18 to say I know better than Western medicine, right? And I didn't in a sense, but it was like, I don't buy this. I don't accept this. And so there's a time and place, you know, we're not saying, you know, go with your gut over what Western medicine's recommending necessarily, but I think we can combine both because I, I doubt you'd be on a podcast like this today if you hadn't followed um, that gut feeling. So, you know, just kind of continuing along on the story, I'm loving this. So you realize I'm not going to accept this or just maybe it's that type A uh, power. I refuse to accept this yes. and you will your way <laughs> into better health. Um, did you go immediately to the local naturopath or was it, you know, reading a book or what was your um, next step after that? I'm really loving this kind of transition here of things. Yeah. So I, I actually, it was a book. And so I, I got this book on, I think it was called the clean cleanse. And I thought that, you know, again, I just need to clean. I got to get all this stuff out of my system. Something, you know, there's something when they kept saying that, you know, autoimmune is your immune system attacking itself. In, and in my case, it was the colon. And so when you really look into that, it's something foreign in your body. So what was foreign? So I kept thinking, okay, if I can clean, you know, clean it out, then I'll, I, it should go away. Well, so I did that clean cleanse that didn't do anything. He had another book. It was called the gut cleanse. And I thought, well, this is more up my alley. So I, I did that one. And at the very end of the, the book, it said, if you still have symptoms after doing the gut cleanse, then seek out a functional medicine doctor. And I thought, I have never heard of a functional medicine doctor. What in the world is that? This is back in 2008. Yep. And so I, I looked it up and I looked up and found one here in my area, luckily. And um, when, so, and so I set up an, a, a consultation with her and went to her. She ran just the battery of tests. She wasn't an FDN, um, but very similar. And she just ran a battery of, of labs and found so many things that were, you know, out of whack. Mm -hmm. um, most, I think most notably was I was highly toxic with mercury and it took, like she kept saying, I've never seen anybody with this much mercury. I don't know how you're walking around and I don't know why your thyroid's not quit. And um, I, it took literally three years to get rid of that, that mercury. 
just because we did it slowly, we did it safely. And, you know, with the saunas and, and the supplements and we finally got rid of it. And I, I tested clean with no mercury. And, um, that was the first step. Um, so it, 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 like I said, three years, well worth it. Yeah. Was it, um, it was like you said, like, you're not even thinking about functional medicine. Don't even know what it is. Was it, um, I guess I, the word I'm looking for, was it like shocking to find that you could have something like mercury in your body? Cause I feel like if you're not in this world, that's something that you're like, what mercury? It's like lead paint. Like, Oh yeah. no, no one gets that like for real. Or, you know, I'm not sitting here eating, you know, swordfish five times a day, probably like that's something that those people get. So was that just, was it hard to comprehend when you first heard, wait, I'm uh, toxic for mercury. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the things when you said swordfish, that's funny because I was eating a lot of, um, at that time, too, I was eating um, a lot of sushi. Okay. So, I mean, I, I was probably having that two or three, two or three times a week. Hmm. And, um, but I also had a lot of silver amalgams in my mouth. Hmm. Then when I had a couple of them removed, they weren't removed by a biologic dentist. And so they probably weren't moved, removed correctly. And then also she told me when you chew gum or anytime you chew, I mean, if you chew gum, you're constantly chewing, but anytime you chew, if you have those um, silver amalgams in there, you're constantly, every time you, you know, chew down, you're releasing more mercury into your system. And I didn't know that that either. And so anyway, we ended up getting rid of all of them from a biologic dentist and, um, yeah, it, it was quite the process, but yeah, I was, I was, I was really, I mercury. Yeah. (laughs) How do you get that? That's awesome that they send you to the biologic dentist next. You're learning all kinds of stuff. You're like, first it's the functional medicine doctor. Biologic dentists are generally speaking, because that's probably um, the least certifiable one. And what I mean, guys, is like, it's kind of easy to slap the title of biological dentist on. There's not a a lot of regulation with it. And the point is you can only be so much of a hippie and be a dentist. Like you had to go through dental school still. So, uh, but you can get some interesting ones, man. We're very lucky. We have a good group here and uh, they actually have um, the total gut restore by microbiome labs sitting on their Mm -hmm. shelf as soon as you walk in. And it's like, even even just that, you know, the fact that they have a gut restoration uh, supplement section for the dentist. I mean, what a way to shift your perspective as soon as you walk in. I can only imagine, um, because it's hard for me now, it's been 10 years, but going in for the first time to these things, be like, I didn't even know you guys existed and you're going to fix my health issues. Um, So I'm sure you were doing other things. uh, Any functional medicine doctor would probably recommend doing other things than just focusing on mercury. I'm sure they looked at the dietary stuff. So um, we haven't talked about how the condition uh, maybe improved or didn't improve over time. So over those three years of removing the mercury, um, what happened to the ulcerative colitis? It pretty much went away. And, and that was, you know, three years. Um, I still went in and had to, you know, to, according to my gastroenterologist, have a uh, colonoscopy every three years. And um, he just, I, matter of fact, I had one last year and he said, I don't know what you're doing, but you are it's you're clear and it's every every year it's the same thing you don't have any signs or or anything of it um but yeah she she focused on not only diet so we got rid of the gluten we got rid of the soy we got rid of the dairy we got rid of all of that stuff but it was also the the rest and you know getting me to sleep because i wasn't sleeping either and um you know i was waking up in the middle of the night and not being able to go back to sleep and so i had that issue and, um, and, and the stress reduction. So, I mean, she had it all covered with, with FDN. She just wasn't an FDN. <laughs> yeah. 
And just to be clear, because how I like to do the show is we're not making claims here. We're just stating things that happen to people. And then you guys make what you will out of 300 people saying the same thing. So you were told you'll be on a lifelong medication. We don't know why it happened. And not, hey, I just feel better. Someone is going inside of you for a colonoscopy, looking at it directly and saying, we don't know what you're doing, but it's working. Yep. Just keep doing it. And okay. a matter of fact, I think he asked me a couple of times, probably about three or four years ago, he asked me, do you need a refill on your medication? I don't, I don't think I've refilled it. I said, I haven't taken that in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yeah. No medication. Thanks. And uh, I, I, small disclaimer, if it's anyone's first time tuning in, because that happens, I, I want to be very clear that we're not against Western medicine in the slightest. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's actually, unfortunately, even worse than that in the sense, because it'd be easy if it was just like, oh, the doctors are bad, you know, be careful with them. I wish it was that simple. These doctors that told you that, Wendy and I both know, they not only believed it back then, they still believe it now, probably. Yep. And that's actually a, a much bigger systemic issue um, than just saying, oh, my local doctor's bad. It's like, no, they believe this. And this is something that they would have done for their family members that they love. Um, so, again, it really takes some outside of the box thinking and just challenging traditions in a certain sense to be able to do these things. One key thing that we almost skipped over, but I, I loved what you said about autoimmune disease, how hey, well, wait, if it's the body attacking itself and there's something foreign, if I can figure that out, I can get better. I think this is how everyone needs to approach almost all diseases, whether it's a cancer, an autoimmune disease or whatever. We need to have this belief. And I'm, so I'm asking people for a little faith here in this, that the body's always doing the right thing. And the reason I can make that argument is what we bring up all the time on the show. If I get a paper cut, I don't have to tell the paper cut to heal. The body self-corrects. Even if you break a bone, it's not the cast that fix you. The cast just makes it go in the right place. The body is literally healing your bone and making that stuff all go back together. So it's fair to say, I don't think it's an unreasonable belief to make the argument that the body does have an innate healing ability. It's default as it wants to heal. So it's never going to create a tumor. It's never going to create an autoimmune state if it didn't believe that it's doing the right thing. So if it believes it's doing the right thing, then perhaps unintentionally, of course, we're doing the wrong things that are leading to these um, aspects of the body getting activated, uh, causing these issues. And you know, I, I never am this bold on the podcast normally, but I'm at a point where cancer is a different story, especially late stage. Uh, I've never yet seen an autoimmune client come to work with us. And this is true for many FDNs that we couldn't eventually get better. I'll word it that way. Like, I do believe that that is a process that's happening in the body because the body believes it's protecting itself. And if you figure out those things, well, you're good to go. So I'm not asking you to necessarily share that belief, but through your story and what you've been through, um, what do you think about autoimmunity in general now? Like, do you believe that this is something that can be probably turned off more often than not? Absolutely. hundred percent. I believe that exactly what you said is the body's innate ability to heal itself. It wants to heal itself if we give it the right tools and treat it properly. Um, and, and when we don't, I mean, I, I found out some things that I didn't know then, and I didn't know until I went through FDN, some of the things that I was doing that were detrimental to my health back then. Number one, over-exercising, you know, running six marathons in a year, who does that? That's just weird. Um, but also eating vegetarian, vegan, I, I, I'm a fast oxidizer. I need a lot of dense protein and I wasn't getting it. So I was also starving my body. And then of course the sleep, I wasn't sleeping and, and you know, all the things, but those, those were two things that I really realized that I was not doing right for my body. 
Yeah. That I wouldn't have known if I'd never gone through FDN too. Right. And so, I mean, obviously your story with UC is incredible. Um, at the same time, one of the things, again, we wanted to focus on today is helping other people uh, really identify, you, you know, what's going on in my body. And this has been such a process for myself, right? It's not my default state. It, it certainly doesn't sound like it's yours, mm -hmm. uh, but I think you're such a relatable person in terms of our audience. There's so many people listening or going through the course that are exactly like you, um, at least in concept, right? It's just keep going, keep going until something happens. So how on earth did someone like you, six marathons a freaking year, um, eventually learn to listen to your body? Like what, what can we learn from your experience? Yeah. So I, I will say that for a long time, I didn't, even after that, um, when I was seeing a, a holistic doctor that was giving me, um, IV infusions, she told me, she kept saying, I mean, she would, I would, she would start the IV with the vitamin C and all the other good stuff she was putting in my body. Cause I was malnutritioned at that point. And she would turn the lights out, leave the room, make it quiet. And, and I would just be laying there and she'd come back in about 10 minutes later. And she'd say, you need to relax. I said, well, I am relaxing. She said, no, you're not. You're looking around. You're trying to figure stuff out. You're looking at everything. <laughs> I don't even know I'm doing it. Um, but so I, for the longest time, any, and then she said, you know, if you're tired in the afternoon, like exhausted, go take a nap. Oh no, I can't do that. Cause I have to work. You don't understand. And for, so I, I ignored that for a long time. I don't know how I got well because I ignored a lot of that stuff. And what I will say is that how did I learn that is the older that I got, the wiser I got with it. And I just really started to, I never wanted to go back to that place where I was in and out of the hospital and on all kinds of, you know, antibiotics and all the things that make you just sick. And um, I just never wanted to go back there. So then I started to listen and say, okay, wait a minute, slow down. <laughs> You're getting out of control. So I, and then I started listening for the signals. And for me, I think that the thing that, that gets me more often than not, and even right now, I can feel it coming on if I'm not careful, is the fact that I do plow through things. And I have to, you know, okay, I'm tired. Um, I, I really need to stop and take a break, but no, I just want to finish this. I just got to get this done first. And, um, I am learning to kind of, to dial that back. So I think it's a process. Definitely sure a process. <laughs> I'm like listening and waiting for you to give me the answer so I can, because it's like, you know, it is, it's a work in progress for sure. And it's kind of interesting because you start sharing these experiences with friends and family members. And again, this is not the rarest thing in the world. There's a lot of people that have this, uh, but there's also a lot of people that don't. And it's really fascinating. Um, you know, my fiance, Maddie, who's at FDN, uh, she would be more of a type B personality. And when I, share with her some of the things that I just think are so normal because I've been living with them my entire life. It's so funny to hear how she perceives that. Like at the end of the day, I have my relaxing time. So I, this is scheduled in. That's the irony of it, right? I have my relaxing time, my two hours where I do whatever I want. Um, and so I am a nut most of the day, but most people don't realize I chill at the end of the day. I'll watch YouTube. I'll play like a stupid video game. I do this all under red light, which is the funnier part. So I still got to keep my routine to some degree, but like, I'm just letting my mind go. It's whatever stupid thing I want to do at that time. I'm allowed to do without any guilt. Now, if I lose some of that time though, Wendy, like if I have two hours scheduled and I pushed and I only have an hour and a half, I am literally like my head's thinking about this. I'm like, oh my God, I only have an hour, hour and a half. I'm not going to rest properly. I'm not going to sleep properly. Like 
it's like, dude, you're a nut. Like you are a crazy person. And then Maddie's just like, dude, like who cares? Like you still have the time to rest. Like she would just never think like that. Right. But I'm like, oh, we got to be home from date night. So I still have my time to do this and all that stuff. So it sounds like one of the things that really helped you reflect on this. And I think this is what helped me too, in my own way, is you had this external person initially say like, Hey, you're not relaxing. You're like, no, I am relaxing. So we actually do believe what we're saying, but it almost takes someone coming from the outside to say, Hey, that's actually not what you're doing right now, Mr. Or Mrs. So-and-so. So is that one of the things that, I mean, I know that you do a lot as an FDN, obviously, but is that one of the things now that you're applying um, in your coaching? Like, are you kind of giving people that external uh, viewpoint to say, Hey, I know you think you're relaxing, uh, but this isn't what we call relaxing. Right. Right. And, and, and yes, it, that is something because to me, that is, I feel like stress is the cause of just about everything. And whether it's, you know, I mean, I had a lot of stress. I mean, I not only had the, the emotional stress, but I mean, I had a bad car accident during that time. So that was some physical stress. I was running, I was over exercising. So that was more physical stress. And, um, and then you add in the, the environmental with all the the mercury and things that weren't supposed to be in my body. I mean, it, I was getting it whacked from every angle, but the, the simple fact of we, we live in a world where everything is go, go, go. And we, we, especially in this country. And you, if you're not pushing and going forward and succeeding, then you're failing. And I think a lot of people um, forget to take the time. Self-care is just, it's not even a, it's not even a thing. So that, that is definitely something that I, you know, I, especially with um, people that have the, the gut issues, because I think that, that um, it, that's how it happens. Yeah. We just push, push, push. And the stress just kills us. What a good point. It's almost like, I, I, I don't know if I've really thought about this or I certainly haven't thought about it recently. Uh, I guess that's a detriment to our personality types is it's rewarded in our very capitalistic society. And I'm not arguing for or against that, but I'm saying that, no, the type A's win. You know, we, we, we can make good money. We can get a good education if we want to. Um, we can achieve things that many, even of the type people, uh, type B people would like to achieve. You know, now to the detriment of what, I don't know, right? Sometimes our health, sometimes our sanity. Um, yeah. I'm still trying to get that one back. <laughs> but, you know, like you can get rewarded for being like this in many ways. And you know, there's a time and place. So I guess, you know, I appreciate you acknowledging in your transparency that it's still very much a work in progress. Um, but how have you learned to balance that now? Do you take, you know, scheduled time to try to tune in with yourself? Are you just naturally more aware? Like what, what do you do now so that you can not get back to where you were before? Yeah. And so that, that's a great question because it, it is something that it's still a work in progress. But one of the things too, that I have really allowed myself to do is to be and I know you talk about this with the light a lot. Um, is is to go to bed at the same time at night, but wake up naturally with the light, not uh, with an alarm, because that that was for so many years I was waking up with an alarm, and um, you know I wasn't I didn't get enough sleep. So my body, your body will tell you when it's time to get up, especially if you're following the the, the nighttime daytime routine, and your circadian rhythm is in is. Uh, is balanced. Um, so that's, that's one of the things. And, you know, I've had to slow down myself. So th this is another part of my story is that got me into FDN is that my husband got ill and um, he was diagnosed with early Alzheimer's and it's been quite 
Um, it's been quite a now a work in progress with him. But a lot of the same things apply, which is interesting. You know, he still he has gut issues. His gut is in, uh, imbalanced. He's got the stress issues, and his cortisol is all over the place. And you know, for so many years in his job, it was very stressful. So it's it doesn't really matter what is going on with somebody. It's the same. The same found the same five foundational labs work for just anything. Yeah, it's it's just amazing. Um, but I've had to t kind of I I have to really focus on myself more now because being a caregiver and you know also being being his FDN and making sure that he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, I really have to focus on scheduling that time for myself. And it's usually in the evenings. Yeah, is is uh, you know just when I'm done. I'm taking my cup of tea and don't bother me. I'm going to go relax. Well, and I think that's where knowing yourself comes into place, right? Because for uh, for some people, they hear like, what, you have your scheduled rest time? This is nutty. That that would actually stress them out in a certain way. Um, I think for people like us, it's the exact opposite. Like knowing that I have that time allotted is good. Um, similarly, I find that, and this might not be true for you, but most people that resonate with this kind of type A persona, um, they're the ones that actually appreciate the dietary guidelines that come in the worlds of FDN and stuff. It's not that, oh my God, I have to remove this, that, or the next thing. Of course that sucks for anyone, but it's more like, okay, cool. So I know exactly what I need to do. I, I have this structure, like I'm good to go. Uh, if anything, that reduces stress in me. When I feel like I'm taking the right actions and I have the structure and I know what to do, um, I'm good to go. Like I'm mentally uh, well, and then, you know, there's another half of the population where it's funny. All they see is, well, wait, no gluten, no dairy and no soy. Are you kidding me? Like I can't have any of that stuff. Um, and who knows, some of them might be better off actually by permitting that stuff occasionally so that they don't have the stress of the restriction. It's kind of funny. Um, but a lot of it comes down to knowing yourself and, you know, Obviously, I'm very sorry about the situation that's happening um, with your husband, but at the same time, thank God that you have gotten to a place where you're stronger now and you're aware now because there's really no better person to take care of him um, than someone that has this awareness of this kind of stuff. So um, are you, I mean, we don't have to get too deep into it, I suppose, but are you doing kind of FDN type stuff um, with him and helping out in that way? Yeah, I actually found, that's actually how I got to FDN. Okay. So yeah, that's a, that's a whole nother story. I, I was actually in, in, uh, enrolled in another coaching program to start and it hadn't started. It was like I signed up like four months in advance or something and it didn't, it had a start date. And um, just through this whole, going through this with my husband, uh, we were trying to get this, um, this supplement and you had to find somebody a practitioner that was trained through this this guy's company to be able to get it so i of course i don't go online i found find somebody and i just said hey I, all we want to do is do the test and see if we can get the supplements if, if he needs them do the blood test if he needs them then we'll order them through you and she kind of we had a little consultation and i just liked everything that she said so we sent we did another consultation and then we did the labs and it's funny, I didn't know she was an FDN at that time because everything we were doing was through her website. And so it wasn't coming from a, a private email. And then um, about, uh, I don't know how I found FDN itself though. I, I, I think, I, I don't, somehow I was on the internet and I, I came across FDN and I, I watched the, it was a video with Brandy. Okay. It was oh, probably, tour. yeah, 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 the course tour. And I watched that and I was like, okay, I got to cancel this other thing and go to this one. This <laughs> yeah, is Brandy, what I want. all right. <laughs> 
Nice. So I did. I canceled the other one, and 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 here I am. I went to FDN, and I'm about two months in, and um, Angela sends me an email from her private email, and I don't even know what made me look at the tag, but you know her signature tag, and um, it said FDNP, and I immediately emailed her back, and I said, "Are you an FDN?" Like with Reed Davis, and she said, "Yes." <laughs> Why? And I said, "Because I just started the course." Nice. So yeah, that's that's kind of that was funny how I, that all came about. I should put one of those lines in our business school where you said, "I didn't even know she was an FDN, and you're paying and working with her." It's like, oh my god, these people get so caught up on credentials, this, that, and the next thing. No, people want to know, can you help me? Yeah. Right? Trust me. And I'm not saying this in a bad way towards us. By the time they call my 20 something year old butt to get help with functional medicine, that wasn't their first choice, guys. You know, they're done caring about credentials. <laughs> We've already been through the doctors and whatever. They want to know, can you help? Um, so for better or for worse, the credentials thing's totally out the door at that point. And FDN okay. is a pretty damn good certification, let's be honest. I don't think it's what oh. people expect from an online thing. Absolutely. And I think too that that we my husband and I still say this to this, I mean, we probably said it yesterday was that Angela was the one who really got us to, to, to really focus where we needed to focus. Everybody else that we went to was focused on only on the brain. And that isn't where it started. It started somewhere else. I mean, everybody's different. So, you know, but what causes it? It's, it's the, the thing with Alzheimer's is, is that people say, you know, well, you have it and, and here's, here's your path. And, and just like with anything else. And, but, but what causes it? But Alzheimer's from what? Like, yeah. and and that's where you know Angela running all these these labs. We really kind of dialed in onto what was going on. So, awesome. Well, yeah, I hope everything cool. uh, works out. I'm glad that you guys caught it uh, early. I mean, I know that it also sucks that it's happening early, but yeah. I'll just say uh, I'll put a little teaser out. We're releasing an episode uh, fairly soon, hopefully. It was a pre-recorded one, and it's with someone who has been making significant progress uh, with a elderly woman who has Alzheimer's. And so there's hope for this. Uh, but the biggest thing that I heard this doctor say this one time, I can't remember who, um, but basically what she had said was she believed Alzheimer's, all these things, you could beat it, but you got to have someone in their corner um, that loves them enough and cares them enough to do the work with them. So uh, like literally God bless you, because that takes, that's not an easy job uh, to manage someone that you know, might not even be able to manage themselves in certain ways, depending on how far it gets. Yeah. Um, they really need to have some faith in you and you need to have some faith in them. So that's very special to be able to do to someone uh, and help someone with. With uh, all of this said, the one other question I wanted to ask about the symptoms and kind of just recognizing our body and all that kind of stuff. I, and I don't know if you have advice for this, but what what would you say to someone who has now gotten to the point? So let's say there's someone like me and you, they've now gotten to the point where they do learn to listen to their bodies, but the doctors or their family members or their friends are the ones that are a bit dismissive of this kind of stuff. And maybe not even rudely, maybe it's not meant with mal um, intent, but you know, they just don't get it. So do you have any advice or have you experienced something like that where, okay, now I know I'm, I'm doing too much or I have these problems, but other people don't accept it necessarily. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right. I think, you know, doctors and, and loved ones and family members, very well intentioned, but just kind of brush off symptoms and say, well, I've had that too. It'll, it'll pass. You know, you're just, you're just under a lot of stress right now or what, whatever it is. And what I would say is that, you know, you better than anybody does. And when something doesn't feel right, it, it isn't right. As, as Reed says, Reed Davis always says, 
that symptoms are, um, are common, but they're not normal. So, you know, just, just understand that that it's not normal to have those symptoms. And, and it isn't, even though people will tell you, I, oh, I've had that too. And it went away. doesn't matter. It's, it's, you know, you better than anybody does. Yeah. I think, um, and this might be <laughs> kind of tough for people to apply, uh, but for whatever it's worth for, I mean, you've been on this journey for over a decade. I've been in the space, um, for a decade at this point. One of the things that we can do as counterintuitive as it might sound at the time is actually give those people grace. Um, because the reason they don't understand it is probably because they haven't been through it in some way. And I don't know that I would wish that on them just to prove the point. I don't think anyone would. Uh, we always make this joke in my house and because we, we love my dad so much. My dad's such a good guy. Uh, but he is, um, he's the stereotypical male, you know, he's 50 something years old at this point. And he, it's seven days a week physical labor, landscape, and smokes two packs of cigarettes. Just like you go until you drop. And my mom and I were dealing with like some pretty severe health issues when I was younger. And you, I swear to God, you could wake up for school and you could be throwing up. And he would say it in the most gentle way. He wasn't being mean, but he's like, it, we... <laughs> Have you tried showering yet? That was always his thing. Like it was always to me and my mom. Have you tried taking a shower yet? I'm like, sir, I am vomiting. You know, like I have been up all night. He's like, just try showering and see if you can make it to school. If you get out of the shower, you don't feel good. You don't have to go. So it wasn't like harsh, but his solution to everything was just, you get up, you take a shower and you get to work and you can go pull off a 12 hour day. Um, and I have huge respect for that in a certain way, but it's so funny because, you know, it's easier for me to say this because I always knew that my dad had good intentions, but you know, he doesn't understand. He, he hasn't been through something like that yet where it's like, no, we, we physically can't do uh, certain things sometimes. And even if you forced yourself to do it, it's to your own detriment because yeah. you're just getting worse and worse every day that you force yourself to do it. So I think, uh, yeah, one thing we need to do is just have some grace for people. Um, be thankful that they don't understand it in a sense. It'd be wonderful uh, if they could understand it, but I, I don't think we're all wired um, to understand these things perfectly. I'm in the mental health space and I still kick myself in the butt half the time because I realize I catch myself, you know, invalidating someone's experience just because I haven't been through that specific mental health issue. I'm like, Ev, how silly can you be? Mm -hmm. um, like, you you know better. So just give some grace, helps all of us, and it'll make them more receptive to what you're saying in the future anyway, instead of getting combative. So you went through the FDN course. Um, I'd love to spend the last little bit, you know, talking about that and then shouting out where people can find you in your business now. So you said that you learned some things in the course uh, that you realized in hindsight, oh my gosh, I was doing all that stuff back then that was bad. I'm also curious because you you were probably in a much better state of health by the time you went through the course last year. So what did you find on the foundational labs that were like immediate areas uh, for improvement? Because for those that don't know, we actually include uh, labs in the cost of tuition. So you become your first FDN client. Um, so I'm curious, what did you find on those to the degree that you're willing to share? Yeah, no, I found out I was in the exhaustive phase and I didn't realize it because once again, pushing through a little bit, it, you know, my situation had changed and I'm, I'm now the caregiver and, and taking care of my husband. But, um, but also just, you know, I, I didn't feel bad. I didn't have symptoms yet, but knowing then, then seeing that my cortisol was, I was using every ounce of cortisol that I had made and stored up in the morning just to get up and get going. And then by noon it was tanked out. Um, but I didn't, I didn't really feel the symptoms from it. So when I saw that, it was like, wow, that's, uh, that's eye-opening. And so, so therefore then my, um, mucosal barrier assessment was starting to break down a little bit. And it was like, Hmm, if you don't get this under control, um, and even on the GI map, there was, you know, the bad bacteria and the good bacteria were a little, they weren't bad. I mean, it was, it was really pretty good. 
but I could see that if I didn't take care of that stress and then the hormones and the cortisol, um, I could be right back in a, a bad gut situation. Yeah. So that was, that was interesting. I didn't, I didn't realize that that was happening. Yeah. Especially because by the time you went through the FDN course, I know things weren't perfect, but you felt comparatively better than how oh, you yeah. felt before, right? Okay. Oh yeah. I felt great. I mean, I did, I honestly didn't feel bad at all. Hmm. So that's, that's something too, that even when you just have, even when you think you're being a baby and you have just symptoms and, and um, just minor symptoms, sometimes just getting, getting tested. It's not a bad idea to get tested once a year, once every two years, something just to make sure that everything's running smoothly. Cause we can get out of whack pretty quickly. Yeah. I think it can be highly preventative because I'm almost thinking like, okay, if you just ran these tests now, uh, I would imagine, I'd have to imagine, that they were probably way worse before. And this is actually progress. You're actually moving in the right direction because the UC got better, right? You're doing these colonoscopies and they're saying, hey, uh, you're you're pretty much good to go. You're taking or you're not taking the medication. I'm sorry. And so you've objectively moved in the right direction. And so it's like, how many people would be better off if they ran these labs even preventatively? And that's easier said than done because how many people are going to do that until they have a reason to? I'm, I'm human too, so I get that. Right. Uh, I wasn't running it because I was bored. I ran it because I felt like crap. But if you could catch that when you're already feeling that much better, holy cow, it's like, what did you prevent in the future now working through these things um, even more? So I don't know if you, have you ever gotten a chance yet to retest or is that something you're planning on in the future? No, it is. It's something I'm planning on in the future. Actually, I just, I have my... Um... My Dutch test right here. Oh, nice. <laughs> just I love you. Well, you yeah. got the whole setup. I love your background. You got the Dutch test right there. This is sweet. Right there. <laughs> nice. It's all um, right here. Yeah, for those on audio, she's got like this beautiful podcast background with the certification, got the coach thing. Very cool. So <laughs> now, um, obviously, you became an FDN practitioner. Uh, you obviously are taking on clients or pursuing clients. So who do you serve now? And and I know FDNs can work with anyone, but in business, we learn, okay, we need kind of a niche. We want to focus on one group of people, uh, ideally. Um, So who do you serve? Like, who do you like to work with? So I like to work with um, women in particular, um, probably ages between 40 and say 60 mm -hmm. that are very highly driven and entrepreneurs usually and um, and that that just are busy. Is it that they, do they deal with a certain set of symptoms or is it normally like, Hey, they feel like you, I don't know necessarily what's going on. You got the diagnosis. I get that. But even yeah. preceding that, it's like, Hey, I feel like crap and I think I'm just pushing too hard, but it's, it's really something more. So is it fair to say like they're almost like burned out or just yeah, maybe they have gotten a diagnosis? Burnout mostly. Yeah. Or, and, or diagnosis. I mean, if, if somebody has got a diagnosis, obviously that's an easier one, but yeah, just the burnout, um, not really knowing, maybe just feeling just not right. Like mm -hmm. I'm just tired all the time and I'm sleeping, you know, seven, eight hours a night, but I'm still tired. And, um, you know, so somebody like that. Yeah. You yeah. graduated in October of 2023. So recent grad, congrats. Mm -hmm. Um, you. have you taken on clients since then? Yes, I have two clients. Sweet. Nice. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Um, and I know that maybe you're just getting started or maybe they're halfway through, but has there been any like, have they been with you long enough to share without mentioning their names? We can keep it private, but any like progress with those guys? Yeah. Well, we're just getting some labs back. So, nice. um, yeah, so there, there is a little bit of progress. Um, what, what's interesting is I think this, uh, this one client that we just got our labs back, I think there's going to be, she's going to be a little surprised, not in a good way. 
okay. but <laughs> surprised that that things were uh, things that she didn't really realize were happening. So the, the lab conversation can always be tough. Um, Maddie, my fiance, just got some wild labs back, like some of the worst foundational ones we've seen. Um, and yes, the person who's going to be thrilled about it, right? But at the same time, it's also validating uh, for a lot of these people that have felt like something's wrong, or especially the type A people, man. They're like, oh, I'm just going, going, going. You know, why Why can't I push harder? They see someone on social media or they know someone in person who's pushing harder. They're like, why can't I be like them? It's like, well, I have about 20 reasons and markers right here as to why that might not be working out so well for you. So um, maybe you shouldn't have been doing it to begin with. That's another conversation, but no one's doing it like this. So I think it's very validating for people. Um, I had the same thing, right? As you, I had the exhaustive phase and I'm like, oh, so that's why I'm like seeing stars when I'm climbing stairs sometimes. Like that's, you know, I, it's not that I just need to work harder or push harder. There's actually something happening to my body right now. So, uh, always scary at first. And then I think validating is the second phase and validating is good because we can take action on that. <laughs> Absolutely. And like you said, that the type A, the, the type A personalities, because you're giving them a program, like, and, and just kind of setting it up and saying, they're like, Hey, this is like utopia. Mm -hmm. I now, I, I can put, fit this in my schedule. <laughs> Do you know, uh, Gemma by any chance? I do. Okay. So Jen's the one that got me involved in FTN. And if you guys don't know her, go follow her stuff. It's holistic health boss with WH and Jen is, um, Jen might be the queen of type a personalities. Like she makes all of us look like we're unorganized and lazy. I have never seen someone systematize an FDN practice in her life. Like, and then her husband's the same. They are two peas in a pot. It's ridiculous. I'm like, you guys are crazy. They have everything scheduled for the week. Um, like they know when they're going to you know, freaking take a shower. It's like her, the way that she does it though is so cool because you have this person that did get sick at a very young age. I mean, cancer diagnosis in her twenties, Hashimoto's diagnosis, early thirties, um, from just that relentless drive. Um, and has now taken her up the end practice, super successful thing. So she still gets to meet all those career accolades that are very important to people like us, but she refuses to work more than 40 hours a week. Um, she schedules her life in such a way. I think they take like two or three, uh, multi-week vacations each year. And you know, they've earned this man. They do this. She's helping out other FDN practitioners get organized. So, um, shameless plug for Jen. I just, I, th I think it's cool. And there's a way to do this. We're not saying shut off the type a personality. That's a gift. Yeah. It's using it correctly and not overloading, um, us. That's where we got to be careful. And, you know, I think what we do, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I feel like you resonate with this. What we do is we just try to do every hour of the day. And it's really silly. I've started to accept this. It's really silly because you only get so many hours in the day. What Jen, she doesn't even realize that she taught me this, I don't think. The approach that Jen took is said, okay, so if I'm going to max out the hours and then eventually try to become more efficient with 16 hours a day, what if I, that's actually most of the skill is making more efficient hours because you can't add that many hours. So she just said, well, wait, what if I refuse to work more than 40 hours a week? And I just become more efficient in those 40 hours. Huh. You know, yeah. easier said than done because we want to keep doing stuff. But uh, that's a really, that really stuck with me. Um, and I look up to her, you know, in many ways. So it was really interesting to see, okay, well, yeah, you can only max out the hours so much. It's more that you have to become more efficient over time. So just become efficient with a healthy amount of hours. Don't wait for the 16 uh, per day to get maxed out. So is that something that you resonate with is trying to get? <laughs> Absolutely. Because, it, you know, it, it's like. I, I used to do it when I was in real estate. I would get up 30 minutes earlier thinking that I was going to get to the office 30 minutes, but I would find something else to do in that 30 minutes. And I never got to the office any earlier because I was finding something to do. So, I mean, just being efficient and knowing that you, you've got to just 
take that time. And, and if it's, if you if it's planned and if it's written down, you'll do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can, you can get really efficient. I'll ask you a one bonus type A question real quick before we yeah. you shout out your business and then wrap this up. Um, you know, just because you might have a better system than me, I'm sure you do. How do you prioritize the tasks? Because for those that don't understand what the type A mind is like, and I'm sure you wouldn't be listening at, up to this point if it didn't resonate, but um, just so you guys know, people, not everyone in their mind just has the next thing that they have to do. That was news to me as of the couple, last couple of years. I didn't realize that people aren't constantly thinking about the next thing that needs to be done. And then that's the issue. That's the dilemma because you can keep infinitely doing stuff, especially you add on entrepreneurship. This doesn't end. There's always right. something that can be done. So how do you prioritize now um, in your life at this current stage to say, okay, these are the things I'm going to focus on today and that's it you know, like I'm not just going to keep on adding on tasks. Like maybe that's still a work in progress too. And that's fine. But, um, what have you learned that helps you prioritize just the main stuff for the day without overloading? Yeah. So I, I think the one thing too is, is I don't know if you're, if you're like this, but being a perfectionist in some, in some ways, hand in hand, yeah. Yeah. Okay. so yeah, you can relate, but so understanding that it doesn't have to be perfect, but going with what is the most important is what's where the money is. And what I mean by that is not, not just focusing on the money part of it, but who's paid me money. And so that's where my priority is, is, is to getting the labs read and and getting out a protocol done that that's the highest priority at the time. The social media stuff can wait. The, the, you know, the biochanic stuff that I need to do in, in that, in the business part can wait. That's not important, but, but people who have paid me money, that's first, that's my number one priority. I love it. So not tasks just for the sake of tasks. They got to yeah. be done. That's fine. Yep. But okay. What's the number one thing here? Well, I mean, you can almost think about it this way. What would I want prioritized if I was um, the client? Right. And so if you focus yep. there, all the other stuff, yep. you know, kind of falls in line. All right, that's great. Yeah. Thank you. Um, we missed a few or I missed a few comments here. So I'll read them real quick. Uh, Tracy had said uh, quite a few minutes ago in our conversation, my doctor told me why I got cancer. She said I was just unlucky. I mean, what, what the hell, you know, and I get that they believe that, but like, my God, like what a thing to say to someone, you know, how are they going to be empowered to take action if that's what they're told? So, um, Tracy's an FDN and Tracy's the one that helps us. So obviously she knows better, but it's like, how many people just take that at face value? Um, Joe said stress is so toxic to our body and we don't stop to take a breath. Absolutely. And then we had someone say great convo. Thank you guys for all the knowledge and wisdom. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for um, listening to us. I think this was, you know, therapy hour for two type A's um, in recovery, in recovery, <laughs> in recovery. Yeah. Wendy, where can people find you? Because I know again, so many people listening today are going to be like, okay, what she described is me. Um, and they'd love to work with someone who resonates with them. So where can they find you? Yeah. So my website is, um, it's really very hard. It's wendyhandy.com. Um, and then I am on Instagram at coach Wendy handy and, uh, I'm more, I'm more prominent on, uh, LinkedIn. I think that's maybe more where my entrepreneurial type A personalities playing out. Right? LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because we got to be learning, got to be growing, got to be studying. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. Um, Wendy, final question for you. And we'll put that uh, in the chat for you guys. It's coming right up. Um, Where uh, kind of what we do for the last question is we say, if we could give people a magic wand, so you in this case, and you could wave it and get every single person in this world to do one thing for their health. So you could either force us all to start doing one thing or you can make us all stop doing one thing. What is the one thing that Wendy would get us to do? Um, definitely self-care time. And if you're a type A, you got to schedule it. So whatever, however you do it, take some time for self-care because it's so important. 
that way that way you actually give yourself a chance to listen to what your body's telling you and then um just because you know that i got a follow-up is you got you know there's going to be someone uh, out there saying well wait i got to take self-care time how much time do i got to take for self because that's the next question for <laughs> yeah. the personality so how much time do you recommend for self-care i know it could be a little bit different for everyone but what do you recommend i recommend a minimum of one hour mm-hmm. at the end of the day i mean that's bare bones minimum but two would be great that's about so. that's the most type a answer you gave <laughs> so out of those 16 hours one is the bare minimum that's what we'll start with so you could enjoy your other 50 i mean uh work your other 50 that's right um Wendy, thank you so much for coming on today. Awesome chatting with you. And um, I appreciate you flying through the technical difficulties. Yeah, no worries. It's been a pleasure talking. (laughs) You too. Thanks.